Try to imagine all life as you know it. That's a real bark. That's a real tree. Mm -hmm. Great to be out here, huh? Yep. A bear in his natural habitat. Yeah, well, well but fuzzy. Mm -hmm. see, see, the thing of it is, though, um, well, you know, you're not a real, you know, you're not a real bear. I mean, you're not a not a real natural bear. What? Well, I mean, you, you're talking about a bear in his natural habitat. Yeah. Well, Me and my natural. The cows back there. Yeah. Now, now those cows, those are real cows. I mean, those are cows that are out here. They eat grass. They, uh, you know, they, they, they give milk. Those are cows. Well, I don't give milk, but I'm a bear. No, no, no. But a real bear is a is sort of a thing with. He's got sharp teeth, and he. And he no, uh, now wait a second. Now wait a second. Do you have sharp teeth? I, I don't have teeth. No, I mean, do you hibernate? Uh, well, only with friends. <laughs> You're not a real bear. Now wait a minute. Now look, I feel in my very bones. Well, you don't have no, 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 wait a minute. That I you don't, even, you don't even have bones. But I what? You don't even have bones. What do you mean I don't have bones? I mean, bones? a real bear has bones. What do you have? You've got sort of a uh, sort of a fake fur. You've got foam rubber. What? Well, I mean, what, you know, what's, what'd you say? You I had what? You got foam rubber and fake fur. You're, you're, an, you're an artificial bear. You're telling me I have foam rubber? Have you ever seen a bear with a magenta nose? I got a news flash for you, kid. What? Frog, you want to you hurt you? Want, you hurt me, I'm going to have to hurt you. You ready for this? Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. You got a wire on your arm. What? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say it. I got a what? I didn't mean to hurt you. A wire on my arm? Yes, but it's only for movement. It's only for movement. Movement. It's not, I mean, uh, I believe in you. I, I, I don't you. understand it at all. I, I know. I, I yeah. I but I got a you know, kicks. I I do understand that I'm not a real bear. Mm -hmm. But I but I I am I know what I am. I am what I am. Well, that's I'm true. A, we I'm we, we real, are we all are what we are. But I'm a real puppet. You're what? I'm a real puppet. Well, that could be. Yes. Okay. Uh, if, if, I'm happy with my lot in life. I am just pleased that I'm not here amongst nature and wilderness. I'm just pleased that I can be a bear representing my species. In this beautiful tree. What's your excuse, Frog? 
<laughs> I was watching the camera going up in the air there and coming back down again. That was a wonderful move. Thank you. <laughs> no, no, you didn't do oh, it. I didn't do it. No, no, no. How about, is that a good move? No, Jim, what? I just did a move. <laughs> it's quite a move. Was this a good move? No, it's okay. But, oh. uh, that wasn't like a great camera move. Jim okay. did a wonderful camera move. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. You know, I, however, I'm, you know, do you know, Jim, who's the man over there shooting this? I don't care. You know why? What? I have this great shooter of ennui all of a sudden. Of what? Ennui. Give me both. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just feel That's like a classic. That was uh, yeah. It's a, it's Jim Frawley's um camera test. It's a seventeen minute camera test, and it's uh his his camera test at the beginning of directing the Muppet movie, um, and they're just going off like riffing. Uh, none of that was like scripted or planned or whatever. I don't know. I think it's hilarious. It's a classic for sure. Oh, yeah. I'm just glad I don't have a wire on my arm. <laughs> I, I think the deities I don't believe in for that every day. <laughs> but yeah, we're here to talk about the Muppet movie. Rough on the set, it seems like. Um, you know, it seems like there's a lot of, uh, you know, back and forth with uh, Kermit, Fozzie. You know, Sweetums gets into the action later in there, and they're, they're you know, just roasting Sweetums. It seems like a brutal place to really... Uh, to, you know, to make your bones. We, we call it a hostile work environment now. Yeah. <laughs> Very different in 1979. It's different yeah. times. <laughs> it's a long time ago. Longer than longer than I think in my head, though. Like I, I don't expect that it's as long a time ago. I think as it as it actually is. But uh, I mean, I wasn't there. But <laughs> I was two. Yeah. All right. Welcome to. I was too busy being a child. <laughs> Welcome to Movie Night Extravagant. Well, then you're the perfect audience for this, uh, for this movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was like a baby. I wouldn't have understood it at the time, but I certainly <laughs> understood it later. Welcome to Movie Night Extravaganza. We are here with a wonderful panel of uh, a bunch of Muppets, um, <laughs> starting with J. Andrew World, artist, illustrator, uh, Ben Burgess collaborator. He's big in Bombay. That's why we've never seen his movies. How's it going? Pretty good. This this podcast is great so far. <laughs> oh, come on. You don't the line? Oh, come on. You're not going to give me the line so I can say my other line back? Wait, what was the line? It was uh, the, the, the podcast hasn't started oh, oh, yet. Oh, yeah. Oh, it hasn't started yet. Yeah. All right. I didn't. Yeah. I, didn't I told you. Oh, you come no? to me. I told you. Cut. Over. Cut. Okay. I told you. Come to you me on the day when I, when I am so sleepy. I was not kidding about that. But. Um, <laughs> Yeah, well, I hope the podcast hasn't started yet because I'm absolutely killing it. Um, <laughs> here backstage. All right, Conan Neutron from the Truth in Advertising Department. <laughs> Conan Neutron, Protonic Reversal, uh, Jim Henson fan. Um, you know, Conan Neutron, The Secret Friends, Conan Neutron, The Electric Mayhem. How's it going? Swell. Uh, yeah, this is. It was nice coming back to this movie. Uh, you know, it's, I think it's kind of something that's in the DNA for certain folks like us. And to actually go back and watch it as a film was actually very interesting. And I, I enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to talking about it and whatever else we get up into. <laughs> I that makes one of us! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I may do Statler and Waldorf commentary throughout. I may not. We'll see where the mood takes me. I'm going all right. Well, you know, it's all about the mood. 
All right, we have Andrea returning to us once again, who hosts Above It All on YouTube. How's it going? I'm I'm doing pretty well. I'm I'm solid seven out of ten right now. That was uh, Dark Crystal, I think, is last time you were on, right? That's correct. Making you a Muppet uh, correspondent for us. (laughs) That's that's exactly what my goal is to be. I'm here for all of the Muppet-related materials. What's going on out there on the street? The Sesame Street. Um, yeah. <laughs> the mean the mean streets of Sesame. Yes. <laughs> a lot of murders. A lot of murders from what I heard. More, more than you would expect. Yeah. <laughs> of that, course, that we're also joined by Ravana. You might remember her from uh, coming on our uh, uh, This Is Final <laughs> Tap uh, after party last week. But she also hosts reactions on Twitch and is frequently on the TYT main show. Yeah, thank you for letting me b- drunkenly bully my way into this episode because I love the Muppet movie and I was offended that I was not already invited, but it's all good because I'm here now and that's what matters. Exactly. We atoned very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad somebody remembers that after party because I don't. <laughs> the only part I remembered is uh, talking about Bill Maher and then you getting upset for what seemed like a thousand years and and, yeah yeah and i was like can we please not do this anymore thank you (laughs) it was literally it seemed like 50 hours john ross wants to hear you do talking about bill maher (laughs) john ross wants to hear you do an impersonation of the swedish chef what am i a jukebox come on let's see i just i just pull up the Yeah, famous Stage impressionist fright? Conan Neutron. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I'll, tr- I'll, I'll try my best, John. I don't know. But rock it's stars are known for their impressions. Yes, exactly. Everybody talks about it. People are talking about it more and more. All right. So I want to I wanna bring in this, uh, our favorite Wilkins coffee thing to, like, you know, wake us Wilkins up. Wilkins coffee. <laughs> oh, here we go. I think, I, think that's the, I think that's the first time that the, the Kermit character, like the original version of the Kermit character appeared. Um, and, and I know it's not an actual quote, but I, I in my mind, one of the quotes is, you don't like Wilkins coffee? Fuck you! <laughs> it's like that equivalent, right? It's well, like, that essentially is the is the, is the the karmic um, takeaway. It's the karmic equivalent, yeah. yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's certainly a proto-Kermit if it's not Kermit. Want the exactly. Wilkins coffee with your strawberry shortcake? Can't say that I do. You can't say that you don't either. You getting on the Wilkins coffee bandwagon? Never. No! You either go with Wilkins or you just don't go. This machine will make you want a cup of Wilkins coffee. Not me. I'll take mine with cream and sugar. Why are we climbing this tree? For Wilkins coffee. I don't want any. It's autumn and the nuts are beginning to fall. Coffee break. Want a cup of Wilkins? No, thank you. Now all our workers drink Wilkins. You want a can of Wilkins coffee? No, give me a bottle of ginger ale. Okay. But he would have liked the Wilkins. How about some Wilkins coffee, Captain? No. I say, man overboard. Help. Give me a close shave. Do you drink Wilkins coffee? Never. My friend, this is going to be the closest shave you've ever had. How about a cup of Wilkins coffee? No, just get me down on the ground. Okay. Some people just never learn. I'm going to drink this coffee and it's not Wilkins. Doesn't that coffee taste kind of flat? On guard, salute Wilkins coffee. But I don't drink Wilkins coffee. Some learn, some don't. Any last requests, like for a cup of Wilkins coffee? No. You don't drink Wilkins? No. How shocking. 
You can't persuade me to drink Wilkins instant coffee. Pretty please? Oh, okay. Just a stab in the dark. I see you don't drink Wilkins instant coffee. What about my future? I hate to tell you, but you don't have a future. Have some Wilkins coffee, sir? If that's all you serve, I'll get off at the next town. Next town's five miles straight down. You gonna run against the Wilkins coffee party? Start the race. On your mark, get set, go. Nobody beats Wilkins. You know, people who don't drink Wilkins coffee just blow up sometimes. Oh, that's a lot of... See what I mean? You have any Wilkins coffee in your house? No. You know, a house isn't a home without Wilkins coffee. Okay, buddy, what do you think of Wilkins coffee? I never tasted it. Now, what do you think of Wilkins? <laughs> Some party line coffee. How about some Wilkins, comrade? That's capitalist coffee, you traitor. Send two pounds to the back door. <laughs> it's a classic. That last one is my favorite. Yeah, yeah, shocking. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, uh, <laughs> I forgot. I, I forgot that he straight up shoots him. That that's like one I totally forget. He's just like, oh. How about now? My friend, you have no future. That's <laughs> the blood off the blade, you know? Well, I like that sometimes they're classy enough. It's classy enough to, like, make the violence off screen. So then you just kind of assume what happens. And then other times, you literally just shoots them. Like, <laughs> You think he would learn. Exactly. I think the first couple deaths would be enough. His whole family was killed by various uh, early Kermit the Frog characters coming to, uh, you know, his house and... and <laughs> but yeah, so I, I didn't realize that um so I was watching Jim Henson talk about Kermit and like the iterations of that character for like a retrospective, I guess they did. And I didn't realize that at first Kermit was like a very different character. He was a lot more like jokey and like he he, he I guess thought of him as more like a, a comedian kind of character. And then as time went on time went on, he became like the uh straight man Kermit that we all know. We all know and love that kind of just holds everything together. Um I don't know, have you guys ever watched the Muppet show, like the I mean, I'm sure you all have, but no, no, never seen it. Well, what's that? But I mean, like, I don't know, like watched it regularly or anything like that. Like it's, I like, have, oh, uh, the, there's like three DVDs or whatever. I don't think it's all the episodes, but oh, I, I have got the complete series. Yeah. <laughs> Look, this motherfucker's up here asking if I seen the Muppet show. Come on. Fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it was, it was. I mean, to, I think Andy and I are exactly the right age to have been like singularly influenced by it. Uh, you can tell by my uh, sparkling wit and Andy's hair. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, it, it was groundbreaking in its way because, you know, they, they ran it like a variety show. Right. And then they would actually have real they had, like Alice Cooper on or like, you know, like, you know, uh, uh, John Denver. Mark Hamill. Or, like, Mark Hamill. Exactly. And, and they would run it like it would be like a standard uh, late night variety show, but also in that same way, you would see the backstage of what was going on in the show as well. So it's very meta even for uh, its time for, as the show, which is hilarious because I forgot all of the third wall breaking. There's so much third wall breaking in the Muppet movie. Like it, it's like there's barely the wall's barely there. It's been broken too many times. Yeah. Uh, but it's like it's but it's awesome because it's, it's also deeply hilarious. Like, I mean, at one point, I love that they uh, give they give the band the uh, the script. The script. That's my they, favorite part. Of the they want to catch them up for what was happening. They don't want to the bore the audience by retelling <laughs> right. the stories. So you just give them the script. 
And I also I also really like when when uh you hear it all in Dr. T's voice. So when he comes in, he goes, "They don't look like Presbyterians yep. to me." And then later on, that's the uh, th that's how they find them in the desert too. Yeah. <laughs> we just read ahead of the script. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, okay." Well, and that was the first Burning Man, you know, when they all got <laughs> together in the desert and uh, kind of partying it up. Yeah. yeah. I also I also like the digs throughout the movie in uh to like kind of the hippie capitalism like you know what I mean like he's like it's gonna be yeah. so mellow and profitable and <laughs> <laughs> profit <laughs> the one thing I'll say is way more Hare Krishna references than I expected yeah. but that was yes. a pretty big deal at the time mm -hmm. it's a running gag it is. <laughs> running gag. I don't know I think they use the uh, they deploy the third wall breaking really effectively throughout it because you don't feel I like I mean. You know, you, you forget they're gonna do it, and then Kermit like turns to you and goes like, "Oh, geez, it's a running gag," and you're like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, guess it is, guess it is." Now that you say it, well, but it's but it's, I mean, think about entertainment, right? And think about the fact that like where they're coming from, right? which I think why it's so amazing. You got like a, a was it uh, Charlie McCarthy? Charlie McCarthy? Uh, is that right? The yeah, yeah, that's the the, the dumb yeah. I was about to say Eugene McCarthy, and that is a different dude entirely. <laughs> yes. um, uh, that, that you that have dummy, dummy keeps telling me that he, we're not supposed to go into Vietnam. I don't know. He just keeps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that like like the original like dude and a dummy and the dummy's cracking wise act like they make a cameo and like even you know, get to quote you know steal a line and I think that that was his last uh, appearance if I remember right. Um, like in, in any kind of. Um, I think they he gave, died they gave, before the movie even came out. Yeah, I think you might be right. Um, but like before that, like the idea that like there could even be like a puppet that oh the puppets got the joke right, and then you got Lamb Chop too, and like there's there's other ones as well. But like the Muppets like owe everything to that. So I love that they managed to homage sell in a self aware manner one of their inspirations, and also like you know make it fully seamless into, into the bit because there's so many just ridiculous guest stars like every five minutes there's like a new guest star that's that, that's like and it's just, they just turn around they're there <laughs> they got but, but like I mean, steve, the steve martin's waiter that is just like, i totally forgot he was in that movie yeah <laughs> yeah no, but there was like a staple for for movies in the 70s though it was like, uh, and and they're doing it and making fun of it at the same time very effectively i might add yes and it was, I don't know, it was kind of surreal that uh, Steve Martin, like, as I was watching this, Steve Martin's uh, King Tut sketch went went viral again on, on Twitter. I and saw somebody, that. I saw that. Somebody not including the opening part, which was the setup to the joke. And then his song was obviously the punchline about not, like, taking these characters and, like, over-commodifying over them or taking these historical figures and over-commodifying them. And then he does, he obviously does it. And, like, they didn't include that part in the, in the original video. But... Yeah. By the way, Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy. That's that's why I got that's why I got confused. But yeah, I mean, you got, you got Richard Pryor as the balloon vendor, right? I was like, oh yeah, Richard Pryor's in this film. Yeah. Uh, Cloris Leishman is in it. <laughs> you really have, I mean, I she, mean, you have all of you have all of Mel Brooks like staple cast. The in whole, it. including yeah. Mel Brooks himself, was the Mad Scientist, which is yeah, like, I forgot about that whole. Art. You think we're well, you think we're sleeping in Dusseldorf? You think we're taking a nap in Cologne? <laughs> Carol Kane as myth. Which is only like a again only shows up as a repetitive bit. It's that's one of my favorites. I just it's so good. Yeah, <laughs> Madeline Kahn. I mean, like there there's so many like James Coburn. There's so many like great 
Dom DeLuise. Dom DeLuise, who's who not even he, <laughs> a, a thinner man than maybe we remember Dom DeLuise being because it, it was relatively early on. He, he uh, became a much bigger actor later. <laughs> well, waka waka. But I think it's really funny that um, Dom. You're definitely the Fozzie Bear of this show, One hundred percent. I think it's. Really I was trying to say if it was you or Gonzo, and I'm landing on Fozzie. That Dom Deluise comes in and he's doing his like over the top um, Bernie the agent or whatever, uh, yeah. like Hollywood character. And, right. But it's the same character that he does in Blazing Saddles when he's the, the gay director during the French Mistake. When he's like, sounds like steam escaping, that that voice is the same voice that he does for this guy. So I was like imagining in my head, because I completely forgot how many like guest stars were in this. And I was imagining in my head that they were the same character. And then he runs into the next, uh, well, not the next cameo, but like one of the next ones is Madeline Kahn, who's doing the voice from Blazing Saddles and still in that red dress that she's wearing on stage. Um, as Lily von Stoop or whatever, and, and <laughs> when she's when she's seducing Cleveland Little, and <laughs> I don't know, I just in my head I was like, maybe these are all the Blazing Saddles characters that they played. It's the same universe. <laughs> it is. It's a Muppet cinematic universe. It's MCU. <laughs> exactly. I also really like the name El Slizo Cafe. It just reminds me of like it's every fantastic. dive bar name. Yeah. <laughs> reminds me of a lot of places I played. Frankly, let me tell you. <laughs> yes but yeah um Rivana, what are your thoughts on any of that um i love the movie it's so funny like it's it's laugh out loud funny even if you're an adult i think it would be even if you didn't see it first when you were a kid there's just so many moments where it's like so clever and like even Fozzie bear is hilarious not intentionally mm -hmm. But so funny because the the one of the first scenes they're on stage dancing, and Kermit's like, "Oh, this crowd is so uh, is so ugly. Uh, I wish the dancing girls were here." And and then Fozzie says, "Oh, if you think this crowd's ugly, wait till you see the dancing girls." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So and, many like lines that that crack you up, and it's such a feel like a feel good story. Just makes you smile. You walk away from it feeling good. I love it. Well, and I think you hit a good point because even like the like the lame dad jokes and stuff, there's something about the delivery and the presentation of it that even makes those kind of funny. Like mm -hmm. even if like even drinks if on the house is great. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and they do the sight gags too. And and they're so like you know I'm a bear in his natural habitat. A Studebaker. <laughs> <laughs> Works. I'd laugh my ass off. It's great. <laughs> Andrea, what's your, uh, how about you? What, what's, uh, what, what's your take on literally any of the things we talked about in the past 20 minutes? Uh, well, it's a good good show so far. I think uh, it's going well. Yeah. Yeah. Good. No, it's going great. I'm going uh, one person goes. I'm, I'm drowning over here, so. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, no, I mean, first of all, like, this is one of my favorite movies. I brought a prop uh, right here. I've got the CED version of the Muppet movie. Finally, some pop humor. Yeah, see, uh, see, this is uh, this is my grandfather's. This is where I wow. first watched it. Was on the CED, so and I have that. So it's, it's the prop. Ah. I love this movie. I've seen it like at least thirty times. So I'm just super, I'm just listening to the conversation. I love people talking about the Muppet movie. Uh, <laughs> it's just phenomenal. Fozzie Bear, phenomenal. Uh, also Gonzo. Gonzo's my favorite Muppet. Uh, I love Gonzo. 
Um, and in regards to the Richard Pryor cameo appearance, that's Gonzo buying the, the balloons, one of my yeah. favorites. I used to think that that was possible when I was young and, and watched this. And so I was scared of balloons for a while, but that's, that's, you know. I bet when the movie story. Up came out that that only affirmed your suspicion. Like, yes, there you go. I actually avoided it. Big balloons. Years. I was big horrified. Balloon trying to t- get us to buy enough balloons that we lift up in the air and float away. Good science. There's at least it's, two movies yeah. that have it. Different characters even. So there you it's go. It's true. It's true. Yeah, I mean, the movie's fantastic. I mean, I could talk about the Muppet movie all day. So, you know, just uh, let's, get, let's the do Muppet it. movie all day just for another hour. And then, so, yeah. so how did everybody else first see it? Well, I first saw it on the CED. Well, yeah. when I was like, I don't know, like three or four years old. So I first saw it when I was very, very little. My mom loved the Muppets. A uh, big fan of the Muppet show. So... Although I will say, I think that I saw Muppets in Space before I saw this one. Oh. Also a banger film. That's my second favorite. That is that is a banger film. I, I think that one was directed by uh, Brian Henson, too, or worked on by Jim Henson's son. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. A weird a weird story. So they found the van again, uh, the, the, the Electric Mayhem bus. They found it again for that movie. And then after filming that movie, it caught on fire. And now Whoa. they don't have that bus anymore, which is kind of crazy. But somebody, I guess, called Brian Henson or Jim Henson. I don't know one of the two, and was like, "Oh, I have your bus. If you still have, like, if you still want it for a movie." So they included the original bus from the Muppet movie in Muppets from Space, and then it caught fire because you know they they couldn't stop. Doctor Teeth couldn't stop smoking up in the bus. I guess I don't know. <laughs> I was gonna say I, I was gonna say it's because it's too hot for TV, but that also works. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I think I saw it on VHS when I was a kid. They re-released all of them um, in like 1996 or something like that. So I was like probably very, very young when I saw it. And uh, they re-released because it was, I think, the 35th anniversary or something of 25th anniversary of the Muppet movie coming out. And then another Muppet movie came out. I can't remember if it was Muppet Treasure Island or if it was one of them. One of them came out in 1996 and they started re-releasing the VHS tapes um, of all the previous ones. So I, I had all of them when I was a kid. I like the Muppets in Space one was in like a silver VHS yeah. box. I remember yeah. very distinctly. <laughs> yeah, it was. Muppet Treasure <laughs> Island was the one that came out in 96. Yeah, so the one with uh, Tim Curry, Tim Curry. you know? Um, but yeah, so they, they started releasing all of them again. And I remember um, I remember seeing the, the commercial for, uh, like they had the trailers before all the Disney movies and stuff, because by then they were bought up by Disney. And um, I remember seeing that every movie that would have uh, the great Muppet caper as one of the commercials and it would have the Muppet movie as one of the commercials. So you'd want, so you'd start pestering your parents to go buy the other ones or rent the other right, ones right. because. <laughs> well, I think that, uh, <laughs> I think that, it's amazing to the cultural impact that the Muppets had, not just on a generation, but generations, right? Like things that we think of as uh, just standard issue, like entertainment, they kind of broke that ground. Like whether it was this movie or whether it was the Muppet show uh, on, on the television, like it was, they managed to be one of the more interesting humorous shows actually pushing the boundaries while also kind of referencing old vaudeville at the same time, but doing it in a way that's like not self-aware necessarily, but sometimes self-aware, but like embodying what made that interesting and cool in the first place and bringing it forth to a new generation. I think of um, 
uh, like last picture show. I can't believe I'm, I just said that, but like last picture <laughs> show where it's sort of like, uh, you know, li not lionizing like a time that was like not that long before, but like looking at it through like a modern lens. Like Bogdanovich like took, you know, a certain um, pastoral like American town mindset and, uh, you know, that was um, practically propaganda couple decades earlier but like looked at it from the perspective of someone that was like a new cinema guy so in that same way i think muppets did a lot of stuff with comedy that while yeah it like, fell back on like the older traditions that probably jim Henson saw as a kid and was it was influenced by but they did his own kind of more edgier cool thing with it that like look at how many like comedy troops and like how many like comedy shows like have just straight up been like oh that's awesome i'll do that but just you know without puppets you know and uh, it's it's incredibly influential in that way, and it's 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 amazing to think that like it was a mass cultural phenomenon, the likes of which you probably will never see again because everything's so balkanized. But yeah, yeah, yeah and, like yeah. one thing that is so like to me watching this movie, I watched this movie on shrooms one time, and I was like convinced <laughs> that like they were all real, like you know, and I was looking for all like I like the the way that they do the puppetry in this movie is great, like it's an art form in and of itself, like it's a whole. Yeah. Like it's like you know, I especially bicycle. love when the bicycle. Yup, the oh, the it's so good. Uh, it's just it's it's no puppets. Then it. how can you ride a bicycle? <laughs> exactly. Checkmate, Checkmate liberals. <laughs> oh, whoa, hey. <laughs> speaking, speaking of which, there we go. So this. So yeah, I threw that one up. <laughs> But uh, no, I, I mean, like, like the sounds like a transphobic like, Kermit the Frog. This that is what Jordan Peterson <laughs> sounds like. <laughs> but the thing is, though, is like the other shows uh, that have come out of the uh, you know off the Muppets, uh, Muppets Tonight, uh, which was the one in the nineties. Um, uh, that that one was a lot of fun. Uh, I, that was I saw, the one Weezer came on, right? I don't remember that episode. Uh, oh, I, 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 it's I, been a while since I've seen those, so so uh, you know. They're not fresh in my mind, but the one with Jason Alexander is really funny because he played uh, Hercule P uh, Perot. And, and you're like, wait, you're Hercules? Well, can't you just like lift up the train to find out who did it? He's like, oh, no, no, I'm not, I'm not, I am not that uh, strong. I am just a normal man. And like, can't you just spin around the earth really fast and, uh, uh, and reverse time? And he's like, that's Superman, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know, it's just, it was great stuff. Um, uh, the, the, also, the episode with George Takai. I uh, highly recommend that one because the uh, Captain Kangaroo, uh, I'm sorry, Admiral Kangaroo uh, cameo at the end of the uh, the bit is hilarious. Um, and then and then they did a uh, like a, an uh, office, uh, you know, the office style version uh, a few years ago, which um, nobody really watched, but was actually kind of funny. And um, I gotta say, like, like uh, I, I know we're yeah, not but based to on that description, I would I would not watch and. Uh, mm -hmm. Oh come on! The uh, office, just to see the Swedish chef. The Muppets, but the office is just too. No, I don't want. No, the Swedish chef after work, a karaoke singing "Rapper's Delight." Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it was it was great, but no. Uh, Conan, and even Conan was just having a, was, uh, an, a, an office moment like right Grohl there himself show. with the way his eyes were. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
but but yeah, I mean, I think that they've been taken and, and commodified, I guess, in various ways and, you know, used in, in a lot of different contexts. I mean, there's all these commercials now with Muppets in them. I don't, that's not the spirit. Well, I mean, unless they're, you know, advertising Wilkins coffee, that's not the spirit. <laughs> I don't think that Jim Henson would have, um, you know, intended it, but obviously they got bought up, bought up by Disney and, and used as part of their uh, intellectual property. I haven't before. seen any of the new Muppet films, like... To me, Muppets from Space is like the last one. I I, I actually like Jason Siegel's Muppet movie just because he was so inspired. Like he, and I mean, they even like joke about this in Forgetting Sarah Marshall, right? Like he's writing a rock opera with puppets, but that's because Jason Siegel has like this obsession with fucking, uh, not with fucking puppets. <laughs> oh my God. Movie. Jason Siegel. Puppet fucker, you heard it here. <laughs> Movie night. Nah, nah. That's <laughs> me this is the feeble. drama we need. He has, he's, had, he's been and like Jason obsessed with the Muppets since he was little, and he like wrote the script for that movie because he like really yeah. wanted to bring them back. So just, yeah. just you know, the the movie is of course. I mean, it's not as good as some of the other ones, yeah. but just like his passion in it. I'll like, check it out then. That's a good review. It's, it's fun to watch. Yeah, it's better than better than Andy's. It's like the Muppets meet the Office review. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's certainly better than, than the the sequel, uh, Muppets Most Wanted, which does have a great Danny Trejo uh, cameo. So you know, for the Danny Trejo completists, um, I do recommend that because it's 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 worth it just for the um, uh, the scene where um, the the woman who played Sarah Palin on Saturday Night Live. What, what's her name? Oh, um, Tina Fey. Tina yeah, Fey. I think I did see yeah. part of that one when I was. And Tina Fey younger. goes, "Good night, Danny Trejo." And isn't she Trejo, like a Russian? Isn't she like a Russian jail guard or something in that? Yeah, and Danny Trejo's just in prison for no reason. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I think I saw that one. But um, no, there. I, I, I do like Jason Segel though in uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall when he's really drunk and he's playing the piano and he's like. He's like, it's time to meet the Muppets of the Muppets. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yes. yeah. <laughs> also, uh, someone in the chat really quick mentioned the Muppets Take Manhattan. And I also just want to interject that that film is fantastic and so fucking funny. Yeah, I haven't seen that one since I was really young. But I watched, uh, last night I watched um, the Muppet movie and oh, then the great is. Muppet caper. Uh, I don't back know if I've seen that since the... it was in the theater. I, you know, you see them take LA, you see them take London, you yes. know, now they're taking the Muppets Manhattan. take Manhattan kind of starts with like a, like a reverse of the end of the Muppet movie where it's like in the Muppet movie, they just get there and the guy makes them rich and famous. Yeah. And then in Muppets take Manhattan, it's like they try and they try and try and try and then they fail tremendously. So it's kind of like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's I, the alternate universe version. I really, I really think uh, one of the most fantastic Muppet moments is in Muppet Ta- Muppets Take Manhattan, where Kermit's trying to sell the soap when he loses his memory, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, Ocean Breeze soap will make you clean, and then the guy's like, we've never had someone just say what the product does before. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. And the, what are they named? Phil, Gill, and Lil, or something? They're like, what's that? Gil, Gil? and yeah. <laughs> I don't know. This uh Yeah, was it Muppet Sick Manhattan with was the uh was the inspiration for Muppet Babies? Yes. Okay. I watched I watched Muppet Babies religiously as a kid. Same. That was a fucking creepy show sometimes. It it's not weird. normal. It's weird. If you think I, about it, it's weird. <laughs> I, I remember my oldest was very thankful for Muppet Babies for uh Thanksgiving one year. Like we went around the table and say what we're thankful for and Okay. They Aww. go they go Muppet Babies. 
<laughs> I mean, if they're if you're gonna list anything, that's one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's definitely that's definitely a thing to list for sure. <laughs> my my brother as a kid was really obsessed with Cookie Monster for some for some reason. He like my mom got him like a, a Cookie Monster like plush doll thing, and then he would carry that around. He really liked Cookie Monster. She wanted to break that habit, so she got him a Kermit doll. So we, I still have it over there. There's someone that I posted the picture of. Like he carried around Kermit every day for <laughs> for a long time after that. That's pretty good. So we're oh, talking about the Muppet having, movie tonight. Uh, that's true. That's true. Thank you. Thank you. The Muppet movie. Great movie. So, yeah. It is in uh, Muppet general discussion because we will literally be here for nine hours, I'm sure. Uh, which, Wait, so I have, I have a question, and I can't believe I didn't start with this. What is everybody's favorite Muppet? Like, you know. Gonzo. Well, you, uh, yeah, you said Gonzo. I'm just saying it again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for me, it's it's kind of a obvious answer, but probably Kermit. But Ralph, I think, actually is probably my second favorite. I do like the scene where Ralph like red pills Kermit. Yeah, he, like <laughs> forgot about that one. Yeah. is talking about how, how bad women are and how they always leave you, and I'm like, damn, they're based in red pills, right? And then Rolf just shows up. Like, they don't do anything. Like, you want to come with us to Hollywood? He's just there. No, no, he's just there. He's just there. But he tries to to introduce how he got with them or whatever when Miss Piggy comes back. Who ain't shit, by the way, in this movie. Miss Piggy, she ain't shit in this movie. Miss Piggy really Uh, really, Except for when she, like, goes to town on some fools and, like, does, like, massively like, turns yeah, into she like, goes Popeye, to town because he he calls her kosher bacon it's yes. not because of anything with kermit she's well, all is true. She's your own woman <laughs> that's miss piggy song. She, okay. she's, she's the original piggy. yeah she's the original instagram influencer you know <laughs> this seems like the right time for me to say that miss piggy is my favorite muppet um i love her because she's, she's She's awful. She's the worst. And yet it's just so good. It's so yeah. good. How terrible she is of a person. She's so self-obsessed. I'll give her and, that. I'll and that's bad that. bitch behavior. That's bad bitch behavior. Because she she has a career just trying to move forward. And one moment, Kermit's kind of useful to her. Now she's got a commercial booked. Bye, bitch. I've got a commercial. I've got to fuck off. That shit fell through. Kermit comes along. Okay, now I can I can follow him along to Hollywood and get that rich and famous. Hollywood, yeah, the standard rich and famous, standard rich and famous contract. Standard issue doesn't doesn't give him time to say yes or no to her coming along. She's like, oh, I'm like she just she's in there. She 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 knows this is a man who is a puppet, so he lacks the spine, and she can just plow right over him. Mm -hmm. And she does. We all know Muppets don't have bones. It's true. It's true. It's an alarming factoid. Yes. Of course, this might be a good time to say that, you know, off screen, their behavior might not be as lopsided as as you would expect because this is Miss Piggy off screen. <laughs> what on which? Kermit! 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 Oh, look! Look, Kermit! Oh, no! Look, Kermit, come here! What is it now? There it is. Hmm? Our dream house. Piggy, mm-hmm. that is your dream house. Mm-hmm. That's a hotel. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that that place could take everybody. Yeah, could take you and I. Yeah, and about forty-five other of our friends. Can we? Can we get with you things? Can we get with you things? Yeah. Could you fly that to somewhere? Uh, listen, it was another. It was a cute little cottage just down the road. Oh, you saw something? How yeah. big was it? Well, it was about the. Well, it was above that garage. 
you know, and that's what? that's a, what is above the garage, and then that's that is about the speed that you know you and I could afford. You know, Terry, hmm? I just want you to look here. See that cute little house and see that little window in the very top. Mm -hmm. The little window there. Yes. It's the little Sammy. I could afford that little window. I could buy the little window. I could not buy any of the rest <laughs> of the whole house. Look at the window and imagine, okay? Hmm? That's for Samuel. Who? Samuel. Who's Samuel? Our first. Our first what? Oh, Samuel. wait a minute. Our first what? And, and see that? Do you, do you know what you get when you cross a frog and a pig? Are you going to see it? <laughs> you get a bouncing baby pig. That's what you get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A second, okay? Just get back in that bus. I'm leaving. I, I gotta go. Hey, uh, yeah, come on, come on, Piggy. They're waiting for us. <sighs> there you go. I've never seen that before. <laughs> there's a whole. Uh, I, I I grabbed a few clips from it, but there's a whole like side like backup test movie that they made where they're literally on a road trip. And Fozzie's driving just like he was. Well, Fozzie's, I guess, in the in the passenger seat, but then there's a part where he's driving, and then Sweetums is there, and they're like on this really dark road trip to go film the Muppet movie. And <laughs> and they're just like bantering the entire time with multiple characters. They're testing the cameras out, and it's like fucking incredible. I gotta <laughs> I I've seen a, like a couple of that stuff, but I guess I I I, I missed that one. It's just really funny. <laughs> I like the uh, I like the we can afford that window that window I could get. <laughs> I, one thing I like that they do in the movie is they pay attention to and craft interesting backstories, but don't like spend too much time on it. It's sort of like a don't think too hard about it situation, like what everyone's up to in there. Uh, but you know, you you Sweetums was invoked earlier, and I love that the bit is that you know it's like oh get the jack. You know, oh, get Jack, and it was, it was like, no, no, that's my job, not, not my name, because <laughs> he just like literally picks the cars up, and it, it that, that was good. That's a good, it's a good. And side that's uh, this Milton Burrow who who plays the who's the car dealer, right? Yeah. yeah. And then also they, they, they're like, you know, they invite him along, and he like kind of like runs away, and then they're like, all right, whatever, and they take off, and he comes out with his like suitcases, like, hey guys, wait for me, like that's a great <laughs> gag, and then he ends up just you know following them. I guess on foot because he just is just inexhaustible. He's skipping like, along, yeah. yeah. Like he must have like incredible endurance if he's following a car. But uh, that that whole it takes him a while because by the time he got there, it was the screening was happening, so they'd already filmed the whole movie by that point. And one of the first things yeah, he, he does is he the, he bursts through the fucking <laughs> the, yeah. the screen. And, <laughs> and when they're all like you know, uh, chili downing, uh, the, one of the first things he does is like eats the fish, the boomerang fish that the fish, I don't remember the guy character's name, but he throws the fish and the boomerangs, that guy, he it's, eats it's, the fish. Uh, New Zealand. New Zealand. There we go. I couldn't yeah. remember his name. Thank you. We regret the error. <laughs> uh, anyway, those are scenes I like from that movie, but, uh, but like the backstory of the, like he works at this car lot as a Jack. That's great. I mean, because it's like you got this big, you know, burly, like, you know, monster Muppet, right? Okay, what's he up to? All right. I mean, like, Gonzo's apparently a plumber. Like, he's, you know, he's got his, his, I still don't quite understand the physics of that collision, but it's okay. We'll, we'll allow it. Yeah, it doesn't the matter. Entire car on top it's a cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter. Just keep, just keep. Also, but, oh, $12 for the trade in of both cars. Right, and and then they he slaps the the fly and the fly eleven ninety five or whatever it is. Yeah, uh, the I, one of the other great gags I forgot about with the car 
is the fact that after it's been like painted to be all like crazy. Yeah, like, like it's immediate day. that they find him. It's the very next scene. <laughs> like, like the next second they find him. But then they, they like, oh no, well, let's hide over there. And they park in front of a billboard where the car matches exactly what mm-hmm. the background is. Uh, that was good. That was. Good. I really I like when they get the car and Fozzie is like, I don't know how to thank you. And Kermit says, I don't know why to thank you. No, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so he says it was such... He says it was such good precision too. He's like, I don't know how to thank you. I don't know why to thank you. <laughs> and that's one of the reasons maybe why I identify with Kermit a little too much, because that's kind of sounds like me, frankly. But yeah. <laughs> and the whole way that they introduce the electric teeth where the the church, like like it's moving, like when they're rocking out, like it's like you know, like it, it, it's so good. It's it's such a subtle, like small thing, but it's like, oh, they're rocking out so hard. Like the actual, you know, uh, timber used to build this house, uh, this building, this edifice, whatever, is like pulsating. Like mm-hmm. it's it's it, it's it's an attention to detail that I think a lot of other uh, entertainment. The movie has so do. much detail in it. Like every yeah. just everything, like all the puppetry, all the props. You know, it's just so good. It's so good. There's so much there. Props to the props. We also haven't talked about um, the whole Doc Hopper, which like kind of makes up a big like crux of the movie. Doc Hopper as the creepy uh, Colonel Sanders, but for uh, yeah. Frostburg. How do we feel about Doc Hopper? I mean, obviously he's a villain, so obviously we're not supposed to feel great about him. But I find Frog Legs kind of salty, so I'm I'm not really a fan. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 just, I can't be... get over the fact that frogs, like frog legs, are a thing people eat. Like, I, I don't want to turn this into a vegetarian episode, but like, that's so gross. Oh, yeah. Like, when well, he's being... the Sleezo and they're serving the frog legs. Oh, God. I remember being incredibly, like, grossed out and kind of traumatized by that whole subplot as a kid. Because I remember yeah. just feeling like, like, imagining actual, like, a bunch of Kermit, uh, you know, Kermit characters all with, like, crutches. no legs. Yeah. Well, they wouldn't even be on crutches because they've taken both legs. So they would just kind of, you know, they'd be in a wheelchair. They need a lot of crutches. Like, yeah. Well, well, yeah, but but that the line is like, you know, little frogs with crutches. Yeah, no, I so, know. You know. There's a million frogs with tiny crutches. It's um, like particularly fucked up because it would be one thing if he was just like, he saw Kermit and he was like, mmm, that frog looks good. Look at them legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm going to follow him across the country trying <laughs> to eat him. But he's trying to get Kermit. To perform in a commercial, you know, surrounded by the severed legs of his species, presumably a lot of whom are dead. It's yeah. so fuck. It's cannibalistic. They're like Kermit. Tell people how yummy frogs are. Like <laughs> it's it's such a. And funny he also is going to do it de- concept, with Kermit but- dead or alive. Which yeah. also yeah. means that he brings like a dead Kermit up, and he's like, uh, you know, tell him about the frogs' legs, Kermit. And then he's like. Yeah, you should eat the uh, the front like an actual puppet, like a puppet. Yeah, but, but, but also like... think about think about Charlie the tuna and the California raisins. There's a long history of like animal mascots advocating Jeffrey Dahmer style consumption of their own kind. Yeah, but I mean, but we don't do it like like we don't do it usually with live animals doing that. You know what I mean? Like like we have live animals in commercials, but we don't try to make it look like the animals like talking usually. Are you trying like, to tell me Tony the Tiger's not real? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're trying to tell me that they made a uh, uh, frosted frosted flakes out of tiger blood? <laughs> tiger blood. How do you think uh, what do you think fuels um uh, Charlie Sheen? I was going to say it's the new soil <laughs> green as it turns out. So, there you go. <laughs> 
Oh, well, this is like Soylent Green, but Soylent Green, because he's Kermit, and he's fucking Yeah, yeah, no, it's dogs. real subtle. I get it, yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I, don't, I just remember being, like, incredibly traumatized by that. I mean, you, you don't think there's a corollary to Charlie, Charlie Tuna, where it's like, hey, this is my buddies. They got canned up, and I'm selling them. Here they are. Go buy it, I guess. I've never <laughs> seen that, so I don't know. Okay. Well, it makes more sense <laughs> if it was, like, the Chick-fil-A, where they have the cow as the mascot. That, that makes, makes sense. More sense. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the cow probably would be like, yeah, don't eat me, eat chicken. Mm-hmm. But that's also like an extremely morbid like advertising campaign. Well, I mean, it's like... also a homophobic cow, so you know. <laughs> yeah, fuck that cow, honestly. You know, they didn't they didn't tell us this, but it was actually the cow that was making the donations to those anti-LGBTQ groups or whatever, you know, like like the cow was actually making those donations on behalf of Chick-fil-A. <laughs> and those are the cows present at the opening sequence of this uh this podcast when we showed right. the uh whatever it was there we go yeah, yeah before they're, uh, they got the evangelic house um they're a fucked up group <laughs> that was bad <laughs> yeah that's pretty bad that that, <laughs> is, that is that is uh yeah at least that's like a a, a, a drawn out tuna though why do they have also has a Native American? It also has a stereotypical Native American on the logo. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, well, it's that's like two like, different uh, ways, right? I mean, yeah, well, yeah, 1962, <laughs> man. Anyway, that was that's Shirley Tuna, everybody. So, yeah, how about that Muppet movie? Huh? It's all right. It's, uh, yeah. The Muppet movie released in 1979. It's a good movie. Yeah. Good. Have you heard of this? Have you heard? All of right. Good night, everybody. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So, Eddie, I don't think did you tell us your favorite Muppet out of all of them? I, I don't think so, but but uh, I do quite like Gonzo. Um, Fozzie, I relate to deeply. Um, <laughs> and, and you know what? I, I actually have a little affinity for Scooter as well. You know. Oh, Scooter's fantastic. He he gets a he gets a rough. I I yeah I love Scooter. He doesn't seem to have it as rough in the movies as he does in the TV show, where he's like you know just like the put upon diligent soldier of Kermit's. Uh, he's like he's like how's it going, boss? Everything's good, boss. Yeah, he's, he's the diligent capo to uh, Kermit's Don. Yes. <laughs> so um, did Skeeter grow up to become Jess? Yeah, I think this is a character they made up for uh, for the Muppet Babies. Maybe she maybe she died. Maybe she she died. She died on the way planet. back to her own planet. Yeah. She died of Muppet pox. No. <laughs> the Muppets die. Is this explored? They don't die. They multiply. Whoa! <laughs> apparently I mean, not. Apparently not always though, because you know you have uh, you have Kermit saying, "You know what happens when you cross a frog and a pig." <laughs> that's true that's true um you you do uh uh i know conan probably remembers this but when uh jim henson passed away um everybody was talking about like what was going to become of, of kermit uh because that was before mm-hmm. brian yes. took over because he was the voice of kermit for a little while and then they got somebody who was a bit better um that like uh brian henson is uh like this super talent like i'm gonna you know i i'm gonna you know i love brian henson's work and everything it's just he's not his father and it's mm-hmm. you know yeah, like he's always going to be yeah. compared to his father, mm-hmm. um, and they they did find somebody better to, that's doing Kermit now, 
but but uh, and, and Brian did a great job as Kermit. You know, I'm not gonna I'm gonna say he didn't. Uh, but but uh, you know, he also had other creative uh, creative low uh, energy Brian. Nothing like his dad. Low, low energy Brian. He wants to be like his dad. He'll never be him. Never be. Lots of people say he's not very good. Not very good. He's no, the Don okay. Jr. Actually, he is the Don Jr. He gave of, us he gave us Farscape. I mean, you know, like like, like yeah. that's a that's a pretty fun show. He he uh did a lot of the puppet work on um Stargate SG1. Um so you know, like like he also made that really bad uh uh adult puppet movie that was oh, kind of no, no, fucked no. up. I love that movie. I'm, really? I'm a super I, fan. I'm into it. Yep. I feel like well, I, a lot of people I will fight good. over this movie. Okay, let's not do that. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that when Bryanson got the job, it was what actually was said is, you're it until you're dead or I find somebody better. And they found somebody better, so you didn't have to die. <laughs> Takes out a gun. <laughs> he does the fucking uh, Wilkins coffee thing. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's Wilkins coffee plus Starship Troopers. It all works. <laughs> you want to be Kermit? No? All right. <laughs> um. You wanna you wanna hop over to the letterbox one liners, uh, get some of those. Oh, so going. early. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I I figured we do it around nine, and then we're gonna do an after party. So I figured okay. we should start that at nine thirty. I mean, I feel like we barely talked about the actual film, but it's your show. So. Let's keep. I mean, I'm down. Let's let's find can, one other scene. About it. Let's find a scene. Okay, so there's a scene with Mel which Brooks. One? We talked with... a little bit about Mel Brooks. Yeah, the Mel Mel Brooks is a is a. I think that's a perfect cameo, honestly. Um. He's doing the the German voice. I don't know. What do you guys think about it? You, you know, my favorite thing about that scene is that they they made Miss Piggy's eyes go like in like yeah. you can actually see the entire yeah. pupil, which makes her look crazy mm -hmm. while she's doing the martial arts. So it's just just like the 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 attention to detail in this movie is is fantastic. Yeah, I think that's Piggy's best scene, frankly. Like that that's sort of because you, otherwise you get like you know the the sort of uh, diva esque piggy all over the place which is which i love and we love we love love it folks but mm -hmm. the uh but also like i like you know when she goes hog wild so to speak uh whoa and, is that and, a slur <laughs> yeah whoa 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 <laughs> we don't just pick slurs on this channel <laughs> just but, like just you know conan dr teeth using those pig slurs exactly. <laughs> different times man it was different times like you're, uh and, and i but i think that that's that's great for that's probably the thing i like best about that scene that's probably that's probably look it, it, it's all great but if there's one thing i was gonna cut, cut I, I i that 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 whole arc is sort of like what it's basically an excuse to like get them back together and to show that miss piggy can beat the hell out of some fools which i'm here for that that's great but then that also <laughs> leads to the final showdown which we haven't talked about we have not with the, the insta grow pills that are sadly temporary exactly <laughs> <laughs> just like the ones that alex jones sells uh, <laughs> the animal growing as large as the building scared the hell out of me when I saw this as a kid. Cause I saw this like young. I saw this like when I was like, like really young and uh, that, that really like that terrified me. And apparently I my dad tells me, he's like, ah, it's hilarious. You were terrified. I'm like, thanks dad. <laughs> <laughs> Which now is like, Oh, that's hilarious. It, it, it is hilarious. It's hilarious that I would be scared of that. But when you're like a little kid and you, you see like something like that. And then the screaming and then like the camera's shaking. And yeah. it's, mm -hmm. it's great. It's great. 
And I also I wonder, like, like Godzilla movies and stuff. And like, you know, I, I get it now. You know. <laughs> I wonder if that's why they kind of warn you, though. Uh, they have the intermission or whatever, and the, and the you know. Swedish chef fucks up the film or whatever, and uh, and he is that's right, yes, because they're screening the film, right? Yeah, the Muppets are screening the Muppet movie for a there's so many layers. audience of Muppets, right? I think it's important to mention because we mentioned it being like they're multi you know, multi layers, it's like it's like an it's like Inception or something, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, and and I love and I love the the Robin line at the beginning, you know, Kermit's nephew. And he's like, is this the story of how the Muppets met? And he's like, uh, you know, more or less. Like, it's a story <laughs> yeah. how it happened. So they're yep. preparing you for, like, the Hollywoodization of, of yeah. the Muppet origin story. which It's an incredible kind of, meta-commentary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but no, but so they warn you, though, in that scene. And they say, like, oh, animals, like, freaking out. And he's like, my big scene, big scene, or whatever. And they're like, all right, animal, yeah. don't worry. Or I think he's just irritated. I was trying to figure out what he said, and I, I watched it. I watched the Disney Plus version, and, and they said irritated. The other one said, like, Eric or something. And I was like, there's nobody named Eric. Who the fuck would he be talking to? So he says, yeah, Eric the Muppet, the lesser known Muppet. Eric not appearing in this film. Uh, <laughs> forgotten son once again. But they tell him to speak more of his cushion. Yeah. Like, you know, there's a cushion animal. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah, so, but they warn you about that beforehand, and then it feels like it's it's leading up to, uh, you know, Animal getting really big, because you know something's going to happen, and, like, maybe it's preparing kids for that. It's also good for the rewatch. Scene. Yeah. <laughs> I love movies where you can, like, they have, like, the things, like, peppered in, so you're like, oh, that's what's, in, it's in reference to something later. <laughs> yeah. Foreshadowing. Um, I, I like, I also like that they just kind of encounter, um, uh, Bunsen and Beaker, and they don't like force. They don't force it into the. They're just, they're just you know? in this ghost town experimenting. As you do, whatever. Nothing sus about that. <laughs> I mean, there's no cops in the ghost town, right? <laughs> there's no cops, right? That's that's that. There you go. Occam's razor. We found the solution. <laughs> it's also, uh, it's also, you know, like the ending of Blazing Saddles, where they raise up the ghost town, like the Hollywood yeah. ghost town or whatever. Like it feels like there's a lot of Blazing Saddles references in this movie. And that was that was fairly recent at the time. At that time, I think. yeah, it was five years before that. Yeah, and I mean they were working with Mel Brooks and like all like his entire cast of sure. collaborators throughout the, the course of this. There's a really cute picture of uh, Mel Brooks reading the script with Miss Piggy, um, and they're awesome. hanging out. Um, but yeah, I, I I think that the animal scene is really effective. I mean, I think that throughout this movie, though, the, like if you're looking at it like from a structural narrative point, I mean, it's really funny that they do the meta meta comedy and they're kind of referenced that this is a movie, but it's also like, there's a few sticky points where it's like, what, how are they really going to get out of the situation? And then they're like, let's bring back the meta stuff and save them that way. <laughs> well, cause it just keeps escalating the yeah. entire film. It just keeps escalating. Like it, it starts off being like, Oh, I'm going to, I want to sign this frog to be my Charlie tuna style spokesman for my frog legs best friend. And honestly, the only reason why is because he's terrible at it. Like he attempts to be his own mascot and it's bad. And he even admits it. Frog's legs, frog's legs, something. <laughs> and then as as the as the movie goes on, it escalates and escalates and escalates until like you have uh, oh god, his I forget his, the assistant. I think he's great acting for like a million things. He he like he poses as a cop. To get on the bus and we're yo, this guy's about to kill you. Like, watch yeah. out. Like, he's he's coming. Like, like I need to tell you. That's why I'm like, I am that's why I impersonated a California highway patrolman to tell you. <laughs> like, which is like really, wow. Like Kermit was so sure that he would be able to change the heart 
of yeah. this guy like just by he's like you know tell him to meet me here and he's got no plan b right he doesn't know that uh, that animal's gonna eat that and become yeah. huge he's just like yeah I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna do a heart to heart and i'm gonna convince him you know to Figure let me go out. on my way and the guy's like all right fucking kill him like i'm not yeah. buying this corny ass shit <laughs> and and i think there was a lot of parodying going on um i think at the time right like a lot of like 1940s and 50s movies there's always the big speech and he's like really deep down inside like you have friends don't you don't you want to share this with somebody and like they give the big speech and it like changes somebody's mind like think of um you know pretty much every uh like well just pretty much every frank capper movie pretty much ends with one of those like you know big speeches or whatever like um and i there's a lot of parroting of that where at the end of it the person's just like no my mind's not changed just do it like yeah. fuck you <laughs> Are you done yet? <laughs> and by the way, there's there's a great uh, you know, Miss <laughs> uh, Piggy's like, Kermy, whisper sweet nothings in my ear. Motorcycle cop, motorcycle <laughs> cop, <with a> sweet <laughs> nothing. <laughs> That's great. That's aces. She's she's such a manipulative pig. It throughout whoa, the whoa, whoa, whoa! You said pig with a hard R. What the fuck? <laughs> with a hard G. Boris <laughs> Miller canceled by Muppet Slander. <laughs> but no, but like throughout this, she she gets back on the. This is this is Miss Piggy's biggest ain't shit moment when when she she goes off on her own. Right, she's gonna go to Hollywood herself. Fuck Kermit, she's gone. She has a job. She leaves, and then they counter her sitting on the side of a road trying to hitchhike. <laughs> But then then, she gets in the car, right? And then she's like, she's like, I did stuff uh, uh, too while while we were apart. And he's like, Kermit says, nobody gives a. F <laughs> and then it cuts. No, he says, he says like, he says like, I don't. I, frankly, Miss Piggy, I don't give a hoot or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cursing good. in Kermit's world, though. You know, Kermit Kermit would be the one Muppet that doesn't curse at all. I feel like, and then he finally breaks down and has like a Ned Flanders moment. <laughs> like ding dong diggly ding. <laughs> well, and I so one scene I really like in the desert, since we we're talking about that piece of it before the big showdown, is there's that sort of like dark night of the soul that Kermit has, where like everyone's like that broke down. It's before the electric teeth show up because they read ahead in the script, uh, and and he's and he has like this. Cool he has this he's feeling this culpability for basically bringing people along and then he has this sort of like conversation with himself which is like well i didn't tell them to come along to this you know i didn't i didn't i didn't force them to do this and he has this reconciliation and it's something that could be such a small scene but it's sort of like definitionally kermit's character who is the leader of the muppets even though he would never uh introduce himself as such or think of himself as such he's absolutely with 100 percent certainty the leader of the muppets unwilling yeah. as he may be right and especially and, in this movie i mean he's the one that has the the dream that he's following and everyone absolutely. else is like, oh that's a good dream i'll just tag along <laughs> and the whole thing about like how how it kind of has the story of um the story of that dream and how everyone you know kind of moves along with it like i forget the, the exact uh would you say that they were uh, moving right along with it do 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 <laughs> uh we'll get we'll get to that we'll get to that let's see uh, so, yeah so, so so you know why'd you leave the swamp in the first place because the major fellow said i had talent he probably says that to everyone on the other hand if you hadn't left the swamp you'd be feeling pretty miserable anyhow 
Yeah, but then it would just be me feeling miserable. Now we got a lady pig and a bear and a chicken, a dog, a thing, whatever Gonzo is. He's a, he's a little like a turkey. Mm, yeah, a little like a turkey, but not much. No, I guess not. Yeah, guy, yeah. <laughs> but not much. <laughs> like, there's jokes in this, like, heartfelt speech, which I love. Is it, no, I guess not. Anyway, I brought them here to the middle of nowhere. It's all my fault. Still, whether you promise them something or not, you got to remember, they wanted to come. But that's because they believed in me. No, because they believed in the dream. So how can you not think of this as like Jim Henson? Yeah. Right? Like Jim Henson sort of like having like, all right, here's going to be like the, <laughs> you know, the 20 seconds of like serious business of like what I want to do creatively. And like knowing that like, whether it lives or dies is going to be because I wanted to like do this thing. And I think that that's really beautiful and really cool. And I also love that it mentions the fact, is he a Turkey? What is he like in there in the middle of it, in the middle of this heartfelt speech. And that's what the Muppets do. And I think that's so, so amazing. And and the central thesis, I think can be kind of uh, taken to rainbow connection, right? Like the lovers, yeah. the dreamers and me, and that is who Jim Henson sees as, as his audience. That's who Jim Henson sees as himself. You know, people with the dream that are following it. So this movie really kind of that scene and the opening song um, are kind of like this this thesis, I think, that he's kind of putting out for his own work and what he wants to do with the Muppets. And this this belief in yourself, this belief as you're, in yourself as a creative person. And like, you know, the people you surround yourself with are obviously really important. But the dream kind of right is, is the overall overarching um, right. purpose of everything. I also so, like how it, it, it kind of like. So was Kermit depressed in the swamp? And like, for how long? Like, what was the source of the depression? Like, did I guess it was in Florida. That's what it was. Because it was Florida. He hated it. That's the same swamp uh, Ron DeSantis crawled out of. Ooh, no way. It's all the Florida mans. They're, they're, they're escapades. I mean, he might have had addiction issues at some point. Um, yeah, Kermit on meth. <laughs> hey get the that, fuck out of here <laughs> now that's meet the feebles yes anyway uh literally uh so force you want to do the letterbox one yeah. Yeah. okay i know you're trying to move it along oh moving right along moving right along i mean i just feel like feel like uh you know i i was trying to time it out so like this ends at 9 30 and then our you don't, to, you don't need to explain yourself. It's fine. You save an right. audience. You get an audience. You know, <laughs> this is the this is way. the meta here. We're describing <laughs> how the show is going to go. Exactly. We're pulling a Bubba movie right I now. Th I think maybe you should have written out a script and, and been like waving papers in front of the camera. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can According we do a screenplay? It says that we do <laughs> <laughs> a screenplay. We do letterbox one-liners now. No, moving right along has to be one of the great. Uh, that's up there with on the road again. Right. Th that that song just slaps. It goes so hard. Even yeah. though the geography in uh, depicted in the song is very specious, but like it, it doesn't matter because it's it's uh, it's fantastic. But but they're all for like great moments. Like we just left Rhode Island. What? Yeah, like, <laughs> and they and they have a whole mountie like a mountie in the fucking background. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the the music uh, is fantastic in here, um, and I mean. For good reason. Didn't Rainbow Connection uh wasn't it like nominated for like an Oscar or something? Yeah, it, it was like a pop hit too, wasn't it? It's yeah. a good song. It's they're all bangers. On, like I would say the on, worst uh, one might be the the Miss Piggy one, I might say is the worst one. Yeah, but, but they, they, they knew it was 
They knew it was, yeah. so that's why they let uh, Frank Oz bomb that last note. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I they also have uh, the lovers, the dreamers, and me on Jim Henson's grave, like memorial, <clears throat> like that kind of. Right. I think he saw as his like central central song. I, I really like the uh, something better. As someone, as someone that last year went through like a really bad breakup, like the I hope there's something better comes along. Uh, song as an adult kind of slaps like you're like. You know oh what? no, you got red pilled. I got red pilled by Ra- I got Rolf pilled. Ralph I got Rolf pilled. Ralph the dog. Ralph the dog. And I'm I'm gonna show you how to pick up women. <laughs> like, oh no. <laughs> no Ralph the good... dog and his PUA arc. No. <laughs> no. Oh man. Ralph the dog's now selling NFTs. Men going oh, their man. own way, Ralph the dog. They also don't. They wow. also you never see Ralph the dog decide to go with them. He just comes back and Ralph the dog is hanging out with them. Like like he's the guy working at the bar. And he's just like you know what? Fuck it. I'm done playing piano at this bar. I'm going. I've to had enough. <laughs> There's too many women in this bar, and this that's, bar, that's <laughs> true. This car seems to be full of men. <laughs> so I'm gonna red pill wow. all of them. And then Miss Piggy is on the side of the road, and they all don't want to pick her up. They all and she's like, "Hey, can I get some like, help?" No, don't do it. Like, no, 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 uh, no. Uh, <laughs> Ralph the dog's got to all of them by that point. <laughs> so slipping red pills in their drinks. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, so this is this has gone somewhere really dark. I was gonna give props to uh, Paul Williams, um, who. I, he wrote vast majority of the, the music and, he, and it's great. And he actually appears as the piano player in uh, what was it? El, El, El Creepo? El Scorcho? El Sleezo! El Sleezo, thank you. El Scorcho? <laughs> what is this? The Weezer world? Yeah. <laughs> well, and he, that, but I love that he came in as a fan. Like he, uh, I actually always like, thought he was a Muppet himself. He's got a bit of a Muppet like thing to it, to what he does, for sure. Uh, like, Paul Williams is a Muppet, changed my mind. <laughs> well, and he also, the El Slizo. <laughs> he also wrote the music for the incredible Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas, which is that if anyone besides me familiar with this, because it's fantastic. No, okay, so we're we're definitely gonna be doing an episode on that because everyone needs to watch it. But it is another Jim Find me up joint. And it's badass. And the River Bottom Nightmare Band is is absolutely incredible. We, I could do a whole episode just on that, but oh, we're not going to. If it's only and how about that like movie the, uh, the joints that you know Doctor Teeth was handing out in the middle of this movie, sign me exactly. up. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> he did a Brian De Palma slasher movie in the seventies where he was the villain. It was a okay. Phantom of the Opera. No, no. Phantom of the Megaplex. No. Oh, shit. I forgot. Phantom of the Planet? Is that the one? No, no. Um, shoot. Phantom of the Spheres. No? Give me a second here. Phantom John of the Podcast. Ross. John Ross is... Uh, is uh, since, we can't, since this bit is dying on the vine. John Ross has seen him at Otter's Dog Band Christmas, by the way. So, Phantom of the Paradise. Phantom of the Paradise. 1974. Thank it's... It's a, it's a <laughs> oh, thank God we sorted that one out. Yeah, no, no. But, but, but Paul Williams, the human Muppet, is the uh, is the slasher villain in the movie. And get um, right up and see Paul Williams, the human Muppet. And it's, and it's all about like uh, Conan. If you haven't seen it before, you gotta watch it. It's all about like musicians and royalties and and the rights to their music. 
Okay. Sounds All right. So, so hey, letterbox one, one line. Sounds like, sounds like a lot of escapism. Whatever, All right. Uh, so letterbox. What are we up to the letterbox one liners? Why that? Waldorf and Sattler would be great letterbox users. Just going to throw it out there. Letterbox, social media site for. Uh, film lovers, uh, one of the only social media sites that matter, one of the only social media sites I personally enjoy. Uh, you get lots of film lovers that get to talk at with and to each other about films they love, films that they did not love, films they were baffled by, films they were weirdly horny by. Uh, and all of this is expressed best for this show uh, in the one-liner form. Uh, succinct, you get to work on your tight five, uh, you know, you're having a laugh, you get to piss off people that write off, you know, three page, like in depth reviews that nobody reads, myself inclusive. And these are the letterbox one liners for the Muppet movie. Forrest, let's go. Kermit's outfits in this movie are second to none. That little red suit, those little cowboy boots, that little director's beret, he is one stylish frog. True. Which is odd because he's also naked in most of the movie. Yeah, that's that's what I like. Gonzo usually has clothes on, like, but like Fozzie Bear also, like, th this is like a whole. I don't know. Yes. But they're actually going to Hollywood to form as a nudist colony. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on, because Scooter has drip in this picture, though. Look at him <laughs> stepping out. Yo, he's got he's got like JC Penny back to school drip or whatever. Like when you see Oh, <laughs> hey. Hey. Hate Get your kids styled up for their first day of middle school. Oh no. He's dressing. Forget Infinity War. Kermit and Fozzie yeah. bumping into Big Bird on the way to Hollywood is the most ambitious crossover event in history. Mm -hmm. Oh man, it blew my mind as a child. It's the MCU, exactly. The Muppet Cinematic, cinematic Universe. Universe you got he it. doesn't even try to get in their car. And he's on his way to New York. He doesn't have time for them. To break into public television. Yeah. See, I love that line. That line, <laughs> that line is great. Because <laughs> uh, I, I, um, that is my only memory of the movie, seeing it in the theater, was just hearing the, all the adults laugh at that joke and like <laughs> not getting it. Oh, I remember seeing it as a kid, and I totally got it. And I was like, "Oh fuck, he's gone his way to Sesame Street." I was I too, like motherfucker. I, was, I felt like I was, I felt like I was in on the joke. I was like, "Oh yeah, he's on his way." I know that he's on his way to start Sesame Street. Yeah, yeah. Let's see if you get the joke when you're two. Come on. All right, let's, let's see. Let's go get the time machine. Let's, go let's see. Let's get the time. Let's fire it up. Let's go. <laughs> if I learned anything from Mank, it's that Orson would have lost his shit on Kermit for destroying the Rainbow Connection set. <laughs> it gets. It gets jacked up, man. Like that is that is something as an adult I notice more of than uh, uh, as a kid. Let's put it that way. And it's Gonzo's fault, of course. <laughs> it generally is. We didn't even talk about Orson Welles in this, by the way. The Muppets nearly kill a woman for an audition. Anything for that cash money, you know? <laughs> yeah, they do. That part. Ooh. That part's so good. Like. She just literally like she's dying in the corner, and then she gets her hand up to press the buzzer. Yeah, and they're like throwing their dander at her. Like it's pretty. Wild. Everybody shake! Everybody shake! Yo, yeah. the craziest line is: Imagine you're that woman though, and you're like, you're like the lights fading from your eyes, and you hear allergies are nothing to sneeze at. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a corny one-liner. <laughs> Dead. The thing about Kermit the Frog is that I feel like I've known him my whole life. I would take a bullet for the homie. I bleed green. <laughs> I mean, I agree with the, with this person. I'm in the same boat. 
Hey, homie, you ready to rep your set? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what, what set you from? <laughs> Fantastic. Well, you're going to need it when it's the big Muppet Sesame Street gang war of, uh, you know, 2030. Young Steve Martin could get it. He, he, had, he was rocking the brown hair and everything. Very unlike In the short Steve shorts. <laughs> I remember seeing this movie years, uh, you know, like, like as a... Uh, uh, young teenager, hair, not like, oh. like like astounded that Steve Martin wasn't always gray, you know, was, didn't always have white hair. Yeah, blew my mind. He also has he has brown hair in um, Little Shop of Horrors. I remember being mind blown by that as a kid. Too. Yeah, but yeah, I was ten when that came out, so it didn't blow my mind. <laughs> this has rainbow connection. Does your fave have rainbow connection? Checkmate. <laughs> yeah, it does. This is my fave. This so is my go. fave. I agree. <laughs> Uriah Lansdale. Many attempted murders are portrayed in this movie. And also Muppet sex and drinking. <laughs> Hell yeah. 95 cent wine. Yes. But only four and a half stars. What the fuck? Yeah, who like imagine not giving this a five star? Like, what is like what is what is that last half a star? Like, what do you need to see for this to be five stars? Really? You're gonna... Penetration. Oh no! Full frontal, yeah. <laughs> we need to see Kermit full frontal. I mean, we have for the most of the movie. I mean, the background image on this very stream is—he's only wearing a hat and a smile. John will have sex with his chicken wife, and then I'll give it that last half a star. The power of the frog. Five star. There you go. That's a better review. Yeah. Ah, bear in his natural habitat. A Studebaker. True. <laughs> Solid ones. Those are the Letterboxd one-liners for the Muppet movie. Of course, uh, Letterbox place for film. You can find the show on Letterbox. It's actually secretly for us. Moving extravaganza. I, of course, am Kona Neutron. I'm on Letterbox as well. You can follow me as well. Jandy is over there. Oh, uh, this side. This way. And uh, Ivana. Andrea, I don't think either of you are on Letterboxd, right? I should make one. I'll, I'll do make it one. before the you next time I get should. on. And just drag people to give them up a movie anything less than five stars. It could be like... I, I don't know what you're, who you're trying to impress with this four and a half stars. You are not as important as you think you are. <laughs> I, I, gave, I gave them the great Muppet caper, four and a half stars. I took away that half a star because none of the songs were as catchy as anything in the Muppet movie. I, now, so that, I'm, I'm, I'm okay I'm with that. that. If, if yeah. As long as Muppet movie is five stars, that's the control. That's that's yeah, the that, best. That's the Everything is compared against it. So I don't have any letterbox reviews, but I did watch this movie illegally on Vimeo, and um, there were two comments I'd like to read under this, if I, if I may. Absolutely. I think they're inspired. The first one says, why does this movie arouse me? <laughs> now I can answer one. that question. And the second one says, "Which scene does Piggy put out?" <laughs> Which, it's a musical number. Where and, and both comments were left by Gonzo. Okay. <laughs> uh, Jander World, take it away with the plugs. Yeah, if you are joining us right here on Twitch, please um, 
uh, hit, uh, you know, please subscribe if you can. If you happen to have an Amazon Prime account, you can subscribe for free. And that really does help us out. If you're watching us over on YouTube, do the YouTube things. Hit that like, hit that bell. Um, you know, um, comment, comment. Comments actually do help uh, people find our videos. And uh, this is the big ask, but, you know, Conan makes those slapping songs. So, so you, you can easily um, get your way to the end of the video. But watch the video to the end to help other movie fans find our uh, um, our, our um uh, films. That's, that's something that you don't even have to pay money for, and that helps us out. But if you do want to pay us money, we have a Patreon. Um, Patreon gets you access to bonus things like the after parties. Um, the after parties might be free temporarily, but they live forever in our Patreon. So um, And in our nightmares! <laughs> yes! And the uh, next sometimes. day when we think, what the fuck did I say last day on that after party? <laughs> Are we supposed to be getting like shit faced or something? Is that am I, I mean, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna crack open the you know the alcohol that Ravana made fun of me for drinking last time. <laughs> you remember that though, so you weren't that drunk. <laughs> I don't know about this after party. Like like what is this? Is this it's a like secret? El Sleezo, but on the internet. <laughs> dream time, dream time at the El Sleezo. <laughs> Please. Please, Forrest, please rename the after party Scream Time with the El Sleezo. Thank you. I, 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 I will. Um, the, the the bar that I hang out at in New Paltz a lot of the time. Was that Andy? Did you, have, did you have something else? That you, that are, we, are we doing? Um, I don't know. Uh, something, something Discord. <laughs> Great. Yes. So the, the bar that I hang out with Snugs is like a pretty, a pretty, a, a pretty uh, you know, dirty dive bar. And it reminds me of the El Sleezo. So I tagged the guy that owns the bar on uh, as Paul Williams, and I and I was like, "Look, it's Snugs." And then I was like, "And and he's like this big ass beard." And I was like, "And Fozzie Bear's dressed up like you when he says the when, he, when he's dressed up as the fucking waiter." <laughs> All how right. Did well, how did that go? How did that how that tagging go? Was that good? He said he wasn't. He said he would never wear those. He said that isn't me. Is, is that what he said? <laughs> that isn't me. He said, who he are said, you? Please stop, stop messaging me. me. Stop tagging me every time you see a dive bar in a movie. I get it. I <laughs> I've never met you before. I've literally never. <laughs> I mean, I actually miss the dive bar that, that's right next door to my house. Um, the, the owner of it is, uh, was very nice, but he had to close down partly because of COVID and partly because his wife had cancer. So, um, you know, shout out to the owner of the Peter Pan. Um, we miss you. I got sorry that got about bad. the cancer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was harsh. That was a harsh toke, man. That got That's... so sad that Ravana just left. <laughs> <laughs> Ravana's like, "Yo, peace." <laughs> um, <laughs> I was just here to talk about Muppets and have a laugh. I don't want to hear about some cancer dive bar. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> but uh, Andrea, let's hear some final thoughts. I know your final thoughts are just going to be perfect movie, but <laughs> well, uh. It's a perfect movie. Um, <laughs> there's really no flaw. Other, the only flaw is that it's not longer. Um, but also, maybe that's not a flaw. Maybe it's the perfect length. Um, yeah, it's a, it's words. a it's a good movie. I mean, I you know the the opening part where it's like you know Stalter and Waldorf going in. You know they're afraid to show it in public, right? But like, what if you're watching it in public? I've seen it in public. You know, it really makes you think. Take that fact attack, Statler and Waldorf. Fact attack. Who is fact checking these 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 comments from Statler and Waldorf? Who is fact checking them? I don't think anyone is. Washington Post, get on that. 
Oh, where, where's where's that? Uh, how many Pinocchios is that one? Statler and Waldorf. The thing that makes me sad about Statler and Waldorf is you know that both of them are like Trump voters, not because of anything like economic or political, but just because top class haters. Top class haters vote for top class haters. Ninety seven <laughs> minutes, by the way, that is how long this this film is. That's and again, this goes, again, her words. Uh, Spinal Tap again, also a short movie that like. It could have been a lot, a lot more. Uh, I'm trying to say not a lot longer because I made two different dick jokes. But uh, <laughs> th- there was there were things that were not shown in the film that they could have put in uh, to make enough to make a prestige television show, right? And I appreciate the restraint. Unlike the Batman, three hours. It's great, really. Though. I want to see yeah. a director's cut, the uncovered lost film edition. Like what yeah, happened? Why did Rolf come along? The four-hour director's cut's gonna be like the 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 Lynch cut of Dune, uh, but it's a Muppet movie instead. What was Gonzo and what were Gonzo and Fozzie doing during uh, Miss Piggy and Kermit's date? This is, oh, these I, are the stories. No, you don't want you don't want to know the answer. The movie to open <laughs> you don't, don't want to know what 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 Fozzie, Gonzo, and Camilla. Gonzo's chicken wife for doing. <laughs> I do want to know. I'm in for it. <laughs> By the way, I don't remember this as a kid. How I'm fucking sure that's horny, on the Vimeo version. How fucking horny Gonzo was. Gonzo was oh, a yeah. horny motherfucker in this movie. Oh, yeah. First, I mean, he's got first a- he, he has his, his chicken wife, and he's like, you know, talking to her about how he's the prince, the prince of plungers or whatever. And then they he gets in the car with them, and they're all kind of fucking just hanging out. And then they get to the fair, and then he's like, wow, so many good-looking chickens. And then his wife gets mad at him, and then he thinks Miss Piggy's good-looking, too, tries hitting on her. He's a horny motherfucker. Whatever whatever planet he's from, you know, everybody on that planet must be just Whoa, spoiler alert. Stuff. We have not yet established that exactly. Gonzo is an alien. They hint at it, though. They do, when he's looking up at the sky and, uh, you know, singing about it. Although I he think the new uh, Muppet Babies uh, has introduced him as trans, if I remember correctly, and that that set off the right wingers. That's incredible. Is is that real or is that an Andy World bit? No, that's uh, real. No, that's real. Oh, really? Wow. Well, we stand a trans Gonzo. That's what I'll say. There's sometimes I'm really glad I'm not online all the time. <laughs> But, yeah, uh, but anyway, point of what I was trying to make is 97 minutes. This, this is this is this is that's a good, that's a good. That's a lot length. of minutes, but it's not too many. Yeah, it's the right amount of minutes, I think. Yes, it doesn't overstay its welcome. Every movie being released you now, want it more. Every movie being released now has to be over like two hours. I hate and it. Went it. From, and it went from everything yeah. being 90 minutes exactly. Like if it was like I said, I'm still watching Drive My Car. Yes, <laughs> still watch it. But uh, Ravana, let's hear your final thoughts. Final thoughts. It's a great movie. Everyone should go watch it. Um, I think that we need to exonerate Miss Piggy. <laughs> she is an awful person, but that's what's good about her. So, so get off of her ass. Um, and yeah, go watch it. Go laugh. Have a good time. Free the pig. Free the pig. <laughs> yeah, but you know. When it's when it's Amber Heard, you're not on her side. But when it's Miss Piggy, you know, <laughs> Amber Heard could never. <laughs> um, and and Kermit was a lot more sober than Johnny Depp all the time. He actually... I don't know. I don't know. We didn't know what happened to that wine after. Look, I, I saw the letterbox one liner background. Like I said, I had a smile and nothing else. How do you know what's going on? <laughs> 
Um, yeah, Conan, anything you haven't said that you're I think I said most of it. Yeah, already. Uh, <laughs> like, like I said, 97 minutes taught, you know, it, that the, a great film length leaves you wanting more rather than the other way around, like some movies I could mention, but won't. Uh, I think that it is just as funny, if not funnier as an adult, all the corny stuff lands, uh, in a way that is somehow corny and not corny at the same time. I love the meta commentary for all of it. And I think the thing that I got the most out of it now as an adult, as I mentioned, the uh, Kermit's Dark Knight of the Soul, the the following your your dream thing, because, uh, you know, they even like do the tag at the end. You know, the life is a movie, write your own ending. Like that's if you stop and think about like what was going on with Jim Henson and like what he was trying to accomplish and all these other people were following him along. It's hard not to see it be as like somewhat autobiographical. And I think that that's really cool. Cause I did not catch any of that as a kid. Uh, so, uh, you know, it, it's nice to see something that you have a lot of attachment to and a lot of affinity for, and you can still get like the wholesomeness and like the, uh, the, the, the universal humor to it, but also find something different in it, find something like deeper and poignant for a different reason as an adult. And I think that's, that's really awesome. Five out of five. I didn't actually rate it on Letterbox, but I will rate it five out of five, Andrea. Don't, don't. I'll be looking. The first thing I'm going to do is make my account. That that asshole Conan. What did he do? Did he do it five out of five? Okay. (laughs) The eye of Sauron will now go somewhere else. You better hope your finger's not slipping when you know you put on the. the (laughs) Oh no! Oh no! I wrote it four and a half. Oh no! (laughs) She's gonna get me. All right, Andy. Let's hear some final thoughts. You're you're muted. So sorry, I was I was making sure I had a five out of five on my on my. <laughs> <laughs> he was check, checking his shit. Yeah, no, no, I don't wanna. I don't wanna get the um the hate. Um, anyways, no. you take enough take enough abuse on this show. <laughs> I do, I do. Um, but but I do it for the art. Uh, that's why we're gonna launch me from a cannon in the after party. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yes. But patrons only, everyone. Pony up, you cheapskates. Go ahead. Whoa. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, no, I think I think we pretty much said everything that needs to be said about this movie. Um, although we can always say more, and that's the beauty of uh, exactly <laughs> what a thing to say before the after show. Well, I think we've said everything, people. Come to the after party where we talk about literally nothing. I mean, like, and maybe there'll the be more to say. Like that's, that's, that's the thing. The, Just when I gave you some props, Andy. Like an I love onion. it. Just no, start off on a layer. You peel it back like there's more onion. Um, and that's like how this movie is with the jokes. Like, like, you know, you watch it as a kid and yeah, you know, it's, it's silly watching Gonzo fly around with a, uh, with the balloons and land on the roof. And, um, uh, but then as an adult, you can appreciate horny Gonzo. So, so, you know, it's, it's, it's those, it's those layers that, that, that make it. And, you know, just when you think you said enough, there is always more to say. So let's say more about it later. There you go. Right. Horny or the rest of that Vimeo comment section in the after party. <laughs> All right. Well, my my final thoughts, and I say this about both the movie and this episode, this is a narrative of heavy duty proportions. 